is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon, December 30th. I don't think it's been a long time since we did like a weekday, middle of the day show, isn't it? I mean, maybe back in my college days would we have done this? But I feel like you weren't you know, in college. Your, your college days, I think, were my early professional working days. Yeah. I don't think we've done a middle of the day, you know, 145 Eastern podcast. Before. I skipped I this work. This is new territory for us. I, that, it's, it's the right decision. Uh, it wasn't technically a half day on the calendar, but hey, the only people who would have told me to stay weren't there. That's all I'll say. So I was like, I'll see you. And I was out. And uh, I'm glad it worked out that way because there's a lot of good good football today. Yeah, we got bowl games. Uh, Michigan State plays tonight, if you care about that. Um, obviously, Michigan basketball. But, man, I was just, like, I was just ready to get out of there. Nobody wants to be at work on December 30th. Obviously, nobody wants to be there tomorrow, the 31st. Like, it, it was time. It was time for me to be done. But you've been off, like, what, three, four weeks now, it seems like? Is yeah, that true? You know, maybe maybe a, a, a day or two over a week. Um, but in, in a lot of ways, because I haven't gotten a, a good break in a while, a break, you know, I've gotten breaks where I've traveled, which are always good, fun blessings, but you know, break where you just have a break hasn't happened in what feels like all 2021. So this uh, this week off between uh, Christmas and, and New Year is, is giving me energy. And, you know, because of college football, because of college basketball, like you said, Michigan playing tonight, you know, I have, have even more energy because I get to do something while I'm relaxing that I love, and that's consuming sports, especially yeah. college football bowl season. I poured myself a little whiskey, not going to lie. If anybody calls me from work, I don't know what to do. Not that I'll be incoherent. I'll just be like, nah, that's not for me. I thought, you know <laughs> what? I thought about that. Um, have no no problem consuming whiskey around the noon hour. Um, but I thought, you know, I was like, nah, he probably won't. So, you know, I, oh. I didn't grab it. And, and now I regret. How little you know me. So. Yeah. I know. I'm still learning. Uh-huh. You know, we only get like 30 minutes a week, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, what's your game set up tomorrow We're about 24 hours from the first playoff game what do you got going on a couple of a couple of options were presented uh, but because we're kind of going with the theme of ending break uh, after spending you know a week or so with family weekend before christmas with family uh, we're kind of you know, gonna hunker down my wife and i you know good old lenny and uh leonard yeah yeah i think we're just gonna i think we're just gonna watch the game at home and and uh, maybe good. make a we're going to spend time during the day in Ann Arbor, so ho- hopefully a, a good you know buzz around Ann Arbor during the day. We'll probably yeah. get brunch there, and then you know we'll, you would we'll brunch back, man towards home. Oh, brunch man, brunch is <laughs> it's, it's my meal. You know we'll come back, maybe maybe get enough stuff to make a nice dinner or some game day snacks. Have a little little mini party, you know, just a, just a couples and a dog party, and hopefully you know not. I mean it's going to be probably the most stressful game we watched. You know, at least in our older years. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully, be able to enjoy. You know, no matter what the outcome is, hopefully, be able to enjoy just the the fact that Michigan gets a shot to to play for the national championship game. I'm uh kind of got the opposite set up 
as you because I'll be at uh, Christmas with the in-laws it's already been established that the game will be on Um, what I don't know about you know is like middle of the day am I going to get to watch Alabama Cincinnati Um, you know that's a little iffy but uh, yeah man I'd love to go to Ann Arbor I'd love to just kind of chill out at home and like just be in in my zone and my peace you know but uh, that's not going to happen but hey that's kind of the territory that comes along with a uh, playoff football I guess it's a it's a blessing and a curse in a way because I mean look it's, it's either New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and and you know odds are you're you're doing something Christmas related at least odds are for me this is how it works out every year so it's not a, a thing that I'm going to get mad about because um, that just means that Michigan's playing a consequential game against, you know, Georgia, with a, a team that gives me the shakes. But I think I'll be able to be okay, uh, you know, sitting there probably on the on the basement floor or whatever. I'm not sure what the exact setup will be. Uh, we'll have to figure that out pretty quickly tomorrow. But <laughs> I'll, I'll have my space, and, and that'll be good enough for me. Yeah, I think – you know, for me, I I would like to also watch this game with family, you know, especially, uh, you know, when you have family that is also big Michigan fans. Now, I watched the Ohio State game with my, with my parents and, and sister and brother-in-law, little nephew. You know, that, that was a fun time, you know, a big moment to watch uh, Michigan finally beat Ohio State for the first time in a decade. It was cool to share that with others. Um, so that was a good environment, though. We were locked in on the game, you know, solely watching the game. But, yeah, like you said, you know, Christmas stuff, just holiday stuff in general. Um, New Year's, you know, especially when it truly falls on a weekend, um, you know, is, is spent with family for a lot of people. Um, and so a lot of environments, there's a lot of people that complain about the New Year's Eve game specifically because it goes well, you know, into into the midnight hour. Uh, when the ball drops and the new year turns. So I, you know, I, I haven't minded the, the model um, when they do play the new year's Eve, you know, compared to the new year's day. Um, and, and for me, you know, if the Michigan game's on, I'm probably valuing it uh, in some way, shape or form, no matter what, you know, even if it's Michigan basketball uh, at UCF on uh, Thursday <laughs> night, like tonight, yeah, uh, you know, I'm probably finding a way to watch it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's the, it's the college football playoff. Uh, this is unique. Uh, territory to, to be in as a fan, you know, obviously Jim Harbaugh, uh, his first appearance in the, in the college football playoff, Michigan's first appearance in the college football playoff, and Michigan's, you know, most significant game in, in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, going to be quite the time. Uh, family, no family, locked in, you know, casually watching. I think a lot of people are going to be tuned in. The game will be on at a lot of homes, even if there's a Christmas party going on, uh, first and foremost. And I think it'll be a, a good showing. I asked this question a couple weeks ago, and I don't think we uh, got too far into it. I want to bring it up again. If Michigan goes out there on Friday and lays a dud, you know, 35-3, to Georgia wins, Michigan was never in it, it feels like it's over in the second quarter, that kind of game. I'm not saying that's, like, what I'm anticipating. I'm just saying if it happens. Do you still look back on everything and be like undoubtedly can't be disputed you know great successful season or does that put too much of a damper on things i think it's an interesting conversation to have 
Uh, and, and I think my opinions stayed the same since the last time we you know talked about it a little bit. Um, I think you can still, you know, wait for the, you know, kind of the, the in the moment stuff is going to be pretty brutal. I think yeah, space like will. Twitter could yeah, be brutal. I'm, you got to wait a couple days. I think, I think you'll have to let the, the dust settle. Uh, and I think you'll still be appreciative of the season that was when you didn't expect uh, to be, you know, you lost to Michigan state, tough game, tough loss on the road. Uh, Harbaugh, you know, is, is good at doing that. It seems, um, but <laughs> Jeez. You beat Ohio State. And, well, I just you know that's that's the national narrative, and and that's the guy the, coaches the team to the playoffs. <laughs> We're still taking shots. Birthday. No, I, I think Jim. By the way, celebrate celebrate a birthday. Uh, How you know, old is he? Ago. I don't remember. Did I we get an age? Because he's born in nineteen sixty. He's not young. So you can do the math. Okay, I don't. I mean, um, I won't. But okay. I guess what I'll say as my main thought to to your question is. If that happens, there'll be some things revisited, but I think that's likely anyway. You know, if he wins, the narrative changes a lot because you're playing a national championship game, likely against Alabama, or at least most people would guess that. And you, you know, you have yet another opportunity. You know, him as a coach, being in Super Bowl, being in the playoffs, making it to a national championship game, potentially, you know, huge. But, you know, losing the game more so still feels like the Michigan thing to do. And and the only reason I say that is because as an underdog, Jim Harbaugh until this year, I believe hadn't won a game. Um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, now you're two and oh, uh, this year doing so, uh, you're an underdog again, you know, line seven and a half, I think as of this afternoon, um, you have questions about, you know, players like Dax Hill. I haven't seen a lot on the Georgia side, though. You know, the pandemic's very real. There's games being canceled four hours before. We've talked about that. You know, I think you start to revisit, you know, the things you're used to seeing is can Harbaugh perform in the at the biggest stage now would be the question. Sure, he beat Ohio State. He hadn't done that, but he should be doing that consistently. Here we are on the biggest stage, you know, fails. Um, but overall, you know, it's, it's hard for me to picture because I would truly be shocked if that's the type of game it is one, cause the teams are similar. Uh, and two, because this team has at least more fight, you know, in, in their loss, it was a close loss. And I mean, they blew a 16 point lead. So they looked like the better team for what was the majority of that game until they let it slip away. And so I mm-hmm. think that this team is less likely to, to lay an egg. Uh, but definitely a team that could lose to Georgia and many expecting to lose to Georgia because Georgia, you know, well, not, I was going to say a week ago, it's been several weeks now with a, with a break, but they were a team that wasn't supposed to get beaten. This was supposed to be the year they beat Alabama. Some people thought they'd beat Alabama convincingly because of Alabama showing against Auburn in like four 13 overtimes or whatever it is of the new two-point conversion rule. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think this is the team that lays an egg. If they do, I'd be shocked, and if they do – uh, you'll hear some of the same chatter we were used to hearing as Michigan fans for the last several years. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, once the dust settles, at least for me anyway, it will be like no real hard feelings. Uh, what Michigan and Jim Harbaugh did this season is way beyond what myself and, and basically anybody else expected or even thought reasonable. So that's enough for me. Looking ahead to the national championship, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I think about Michigan's Final Four run where they met with Loyola Chicago, 
a team that was obviously an underdog, a few had expected to be there, that kind of thing. If Michigan were to beat Georgia and Cincinnati beats Alabama, um, it, it, it feels a little similar to me. It's like, yeah, you know, you're avoiding like a juggernaut in Alabama, but Cincinnati is, you know, nobody's going to confuse them for a pushover the same way that Loyola Chicago, it was like, hey, you make it this far, it's not an accident. That's a good team, and Michigan needed uh, every bit of that game to win. Does it feel similar to you uh, with the with the Final Four run meeting Loyola Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'd say, you know, Cincinnati, the only difference would be Cincinnati, especially going into the year, was expected to say, you know, go – Hey, go undefeated and you'll and you'll get a chance. That was kind of the theme. They continue right. to do that. They had a couple of moments where it looked like maybe they weren't deserving of it, even though they did, you know, win all the games they needed to. And I think by the end of the season, the way they performed in the final two or three games, um, you know, they they did enough to, to earn their chance. Um, but yeah, when you look at the playoff picture, you know, that's a perfect comparison because they're matched up against Alabama, who's favored by, I think, 13 and a half, almost two touchdowns. And I think a lot of people, you know, are, are taking that. Um, you know, it's more likely to happen than not, in a lot of people's opinions, just because of, of talent to talent. And it's not to take away from the talent, the playmakers, you know, all of the wins that Cincinnati has. But Alabama likely has second and third strings if getting starting reps um, could play anywhere. Uh, that's just it's a team full of five stars you know high four stars you know it's a team full of, of NFL talent uh, you know there's yeah. a few teams that, that have that you know another team that does is Ohio State which is why it's been more difficult than maybe the average viewer would understand of, of how it's hard to beat Ohio State they they consistently just have a better roster and, and more depth uh, I think there's some more balance with that Michigan's definitely gotten their players guys coming back like Aiden Hutchinson helps but that's a, I think that's a great comparison because, well, one, you know, I'll take that a step further. No, Loyola Chicago did not win. Uh, Michigan won that game, you know, luckily for Michigan, uh, favorably for us. But, you know, I was thinking, too, this, you know, if Cincinnati somehow did the remarkable, like think of a scenario where Cincinnati and Michigan win and Cincinnati is just actually unbeatable this year. You know, it'd be the game that Jim Harbaugh <laughs> got to and they lost to the group of five school. Like, I, I was thinking through, you know, when you're a oh Michigan my fan. Gosh. And we, we used to make the joke of ending a show with something depressing. Um, as a Michigan fan, you know, we're kind of used to, to kind of that that spotlight, uh, maybe not going so favorably. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought through that. But, no, that's a, that's a great comparison. And you do. You do have two underdogs. Uh, the, the semifinal games have historically been not very close. Um, I think Michigan and Georgia will be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think Alabama and Cincy could get out of hand, but I'd love to see Cincinnati put up a fight. I'd love to see Cincinnati win. Um, but, you know, no matter who the, the next opponent is, uh, which makes, like you said, that makes that game really interesting. I, I like bowl season. I'll always watch the big games. But when Michigan's win later in the night, shall they win? Um, if that game before determines their next opponent, you know, you have a little bit more of an interest in it. Uh, and so I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a good game. I think Michigan Georgia is, is actually going to be a really good game. Uh, and and like you know to come full circle, Harbaugh's beaten uh, teams twice as the underdog this year. Uh, this this uh, spread is very similar to Michigan Ohio State, and we all know what happened there. Yeah, 
you know, fondly remember it. Um, offensively for Michigan, I I think you're looking at more of a what happened against Iowa versus the approach against Ohio State. Georgia's defense, um, I don't think anybody could dispute. That's the best defense in college football. So physical, so good. They've had, they just have so many guys who can erase mistakes. It's it's incredible. I think the way Michigan attacked Iowa, which was not just the standard we're running at you and dare you to stop us kind of thing. Uh, you might get away with it a little bit, but it's it's not going to last you 60 minutes against a team like Georgia. Um, you think back to the Big Ten Championship, you know, Donovan Edwards is taking a swing pass and throwing it 40 yards downfield. Uh, it was explosive plays. It was a little more creativity than was necessary against Ohio State because Michigan's front, you know, especially looked across the line of scrimmage and said, like, I can handle you. And that pretty much happened. I don't think you can do the same thing against Georgia. And you shouldn't take that as a knock against, you know, your physicality or anything like that. Like, it's just a matter of fact. That's a very good, solid defense. And you're going to need a little something extra. So I think I'm expecting a little more of that creative side to come out. I mean, it'd be weird if Michigan got to the college football playoff and we saw nothing new, you know, uh, against Maryland. It was, it was the, the kickoff return, the throwback, uh, against Iowa was the Donovan Edwards pass, you know, those kinds of things. I feel like Michigan's got to have something like that and it may not be good enough to just do it once it, you know, you may need a couple or three things that's like, we have not put this on tape. You don't know what's about to happen and you hope it gets you a, a chunk yardage or, you know, possibly a touchdown. But I feel like Michigan needs something like that. I feel like that mindset has to be more of what they took against Iowa than what they took against Ohio State, even though both ended up being pretty dominant offensive performances. They were different. And I don't think the same thing that worked against Ohio State is going to work against Georgia. That's why you look at Michigan this year and you actually say, that's a good football team. You know, because the way they beat mm -hmm. Ohio State was so different than the way they beat Iowa. And they didn't even need to show the flashy stuff against Iowa necessarily. But the reason they did that is because, you know, like you mentioned, and, and similar to Georgia, but Georgia, a much better version of it, you have to do anything you can to open up the the, the run game. Uh, you know, Blake Corum broke with a big hole before that Donovan Edwards pass, but that Donovan Edwards pass, you know, and, and in Iowa actually did clamp down after that, which is, you know, credit to Iowa for uh, for locking in. But I yeah. think Michigan thought that was going to open up the running game maybe more than it did. Uh, so maybe against Georgia, you need more of that. But you have to establish the run game. Michigan's relied on that all season. They've got, uh, you know, one of the best duos in, in college football history. You know, some sites are saying, especially, uh, you know, the, the, the ones that seem to be pretty pro-Michigan lately, like pro-football focus. Yeah. <laughs> um, they I got that, they got the Aiden Hutchinson Heisman thing going. Yeah, we talked about yeah, it, man. No, that, it, Pro football focus. De definitely <laughs> credible. I think people are are feeling, and they always latch on to the. I don't want to say the underdogs, but you know they they do a, a good uh, a job latching on to teams that you know maybe ESPN doesn't. Um, so I think that's how you you know gain popularity with some schools. Uh, but no, a lot of it's realistic. Like Son Haskins and Blake Corum, you know, one of the best duos that I can think of. Uh, and not, and that's biased aside. You know, you've got someone as explosive with all the speed that 
that Quorum has, and you have a guy like Hassan Haskins that turns three-yard runs into 12-yard runs often. And I, and I think when you have that, you have to use that. You have to have that present to win a game like this. Uh, and so for Michigan, between Cade McNamara, you know, whatever reps J.J. McCarthy gets, and then whatever creativity Josh Gaddis can implement, you know, you have to do those things to, to allow your run game to succeed. And I think Michigan will do some of that. Like you said, it, it would be shocking to not see something new. And it would be shocking to have a feeling of like, this isn't working. Um, if it's not working because the defense is making plays, which sometimes makes you feel like the play calls suck, um, that's definitely possible. But I would at least like to see them attempt the flea flicker-like play, the end around, get A.J. Henning um, in space, you know, uh, find a way to use Donovan Edwards in the passing game, maybe a, a trick play like a, a running back passing the ball. Um, there are ways to, to be explosive. Michigan, I think, leads the nation in explosive plays. Um, I don't know what the exact yardage is because I feel like there's a, Which a lot of nuts. ways to present that. But it is nuts. And, and if you go back and watch you know, a lot of a lot of the bloggers, a lot of the sites, um, you can you know find the best plays of the year, especially for a team that has a lot to play for. There's a lot of that stuff around. They have a lot of big plays. And it's not just against Northern Illinois, Western Michigan. It's right. at Wisconsin. It's to win the game at Penn State. It's first touchdown at the on the road in Michigan State and a loss. It's Hassan Haskins sealing a game against Ohio State with the leap and then two in the Big Ten Championship. Um, this is a good team. And, and they're in the, you know, like Loyola Chicago, you mentioned, like, you know, it's kind of meant to be. Uh, Michigan's not the Loyola Chicago in this case, but they're a team that you, you can see why they're in the in the semifinal, and hopefully, they can prove to the nation why they're a contender. For- yeah. Last thing I think we should hit on whether it's uh, JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett at quarterback for Georgia. Um, yeah, the, different approaches, uh, but ultimately, this isn't a Georgia offense that is like primed to score. 45 they're, they're not going to run you out of the building um very solid though and and i wonder given the uncertainty around daxton hill who does a little bit of everything but he is he is so helpful in, in stepping up close to the line of scrimmage and helping in run defense I, I wonder like that's that's a really big hit and like is is michigan able to overcome losing able to overcome losing a guy like Daxton Hill who just does so much for you on defense and you're playing a team where like you really need a guy who on one down can like stuff the run and then on the next down he's one-on-one with your slot receiver 20 yards downfield I you know does Michigan have that outside of him are they if he's not able to play are they able to overcome that like that's that's the biggest question mark for me right now, and I think if if it comes down, you know, if it's, it's if it's game time and, and we find out he wasn't able to make the trip, that's going to be a big shot to my confidence because I just feel like Georgia's offense uh, is you know that's a big advantage for them. Like like the only other guy I think you you know maybe Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, well, obviously like that would be a bigger loss, and you know maybe David Ajabo perhaps Josh Frost, but I don't think so. I think Daxton Hill is like top two or three guy like you need on that defense to be successful against Georgia. And if he's missing, man, I just wonder like, are they still able to do it? Yeah, it's the, the way it, you know, obviously when there's media and there's fans and, you know, there's going to be the speculation, uh, you know, Harbaugh was today, you know, Thursday again, December 30th, 
confirmed that he's not with the team, but you know didn't say what the status would be. Some yeah, but could be likely to play. He's parachuting play. into the stadium. Right. You know, there. <laughs> who knows? Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be like a is Jabril Peppers playing in the Orange Bowl type situation where he tried to go in warm ups and couldn't go. I, I think we're gonna, you know, a much different situation, obviously. But I think you're you truly might not know until warm ups at least. Um, but this is and and I give a lot of credit to to Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff changes he made, especially on defense with Mike McDonald. You know, Josh Gaddis won offense uh, or at one uh, assistant coach of the year. Now, Mike McDonald could have been in the running as well with what he's done. And so this is, is your game game plan good enough? Uh, some of the stuff you're doing schematically that has allowed you to not, and allowed corners and in the secondary to not be on islands. Uh, can you scheme well enough for a guy like a, a Brock Bowers, the, the best tight end in the nation, you know, the best teams utilize their best players. That's why Aiden Hutchinson has three sacks against Ohio State in, in the first win in that rivalry in a decade. You know, Brock Bowers is going to have a presence. He's likely going to score. You know, I'm just chalking it up that he's Rob Gronkowski in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I'm just expecting <laughs> to do big things. Dax Hill, just preparing, you know. It's all about preparing. Dax Hill <laughs> is the best player on Michigan's team to help limit Brock Bowers. Uh, Michigan has other playmakers, but his importance is is there. So if he's not there, um, yeah, you're gonna it's, you're gonna be relying on the game plan. And we've seen that game plans have gone well in about every game defensively against Michigan State, where it felt like they weren't ready for tempo. But there's been a lot of time. Mike McDonald probably benefited from this break. You know, someone who doesn't need the rest physically because he's not playing. You know, it's just another month that he's been a college uh, football coach. Uh, and I'm sure his ability to watch tape, especially with his professional experience and game plan, that's not something I question outside of the, the tempo stuff. And I think they'll have a plan in place. And I know specifically they're obviously planning to not have Daxon Hill. You know, regardless of what his status is, you have to plan as if he's not going to be available, especially if he's not in Miami. And so I think that, you know, whether it's someone like a Rod Moore uh, who's made a lot of, of big plays this year, secure tackle, tackler. You know, maybe you play behind Brock Bowers and you find a way to bring the, the big tight end down. Um, I think they'll be okay, but, you know, anytime you're you're missing a top two player, you know, you're you're hurting more, you're, you're hurt more than you're helped. Hey, really quick, um, I was watching a season highlight video from Michigan and I was reminded of Daxton Hill's incredible interception against Nebraska where he tipped the ball up to himself and, just kept his eye on it the whole time and he's on the ground secures it um and i can't remember <laughs> if we talked about this but just imagine watching that very drunk at a wedding on a phone with a pixelated live stream like <laughs> i think we did talk about that, that was it might my have been situation. after show but i think we did talk about this i mean <laughs> that that's that's a really situation. like a play like that in general, even on a, you know, 100-inch uh, 8K TV, you're like, did he just do that? When it's pixelated and you can't really see what's going Dude. on, you're like... Pixelated, did that pausing every three seconds. Yeah. That, yeah, that was my experience with the Daxton Hill interception against Nebraska. Um, what's your prediction for this game? Win or loss? I don't even care if you give me a score. That's what happens. I'll do I'll do a prediction and I'll take the over. I think the over or the I 
think it's like over under 45 and a half. I, I think both teams can get into the 20s. I was thinking somewhere in the you know 20s to high 20s to low 20s, uh, and I've gone back and forth, but I, I think Michigan's good enough to win this game. I think Georgia is a, a great team, super sound defensively. I think Michigan's shown enough of the explosive plays and has enough playmakers you know across the board on offense to to do enough to allow a guy like Hassan Haskins to do his job uh, in, in pounding the rock on the, on the ground. Uh, I don't I don't want to say Michigan's the better football team. I don't think Michigan was necessarily the better football team against Ohio State. And so, you know, I, I uh, some of it's hope, some of it's you know being optimistic. But you know, I, I do truly think they're in the semifinal game uh, and, and playing for national championship for a reason. I think they're a sound football team, uh, and I like Michigan's offense more than I like Georgia's offense. Uh, I like Georgia's defense more than I like Michigan's defense, but with a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who will likely, more likely than not, continue to show out uh, and, and have this incredible season on his way to, you know, potentially a number one pick in the draft, I think that, you know, whatever quarterback it is for Georgia, because they play two rather successfully as well, I think Michigan's defense will make enough plays. So I've got Michigan on this one. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to hear what you have. I got Georgia. I think Georgia's the better team. Um, and, I, you know, I, I agree with what you said about, you know, it, it wasn't the case necessarily that Michigan was uh, the better team against Ohio State. You just, you know, you got to put it together for 60 minutes. Um, and that's that's very true. But it's hard for me to pick against a team that I just think is better. Uh, I think Georgia's got more all-around talent. I, I trust that defense more, like you said. Um, I can't imagine this game becoming anything like a shootout. Neither offense prefers to play that way. I just think Georgia gets a better grip on the game. And, you know, it'll be a good season for Michigan. It'll it'll be one of those things that we look back on as you know, hopefully like a turning point where, you know, we're, we're talking about this kind of thing more and more often, more consistently, um, you know, you can't be you do this and then go five and seven you know <laughs> uh i think you, you still look back at this no matter what and be like that's the season that jim harbaugh really got things going to michigan that's the season he figured out exactly what kind of player he needs um i was just thinking about all the freshmen on this team who do not know what it's like to not play for a conference championship team. They don't know what it's like to play for a team that hasn't beaten Ohio State. They don't know what it's like to play for a team that doesn't make the college football playoff. That kind of mindset can do a lot, you know, as they become sophomores and juniors and so on. Like like that winning mentality is going to go a long way for this team, I think. But ultimately, you know, I, I think Georgia is better in this game, and, and I think they win. It's tough. It's tough to you know tough to think about. I think you know as a fan, especially obviously, you hope Michigan wins every game every season. Uh, but I think there's that fine balance this year specifically of there's a lot to to look back at and say, wow, like you know Jim Harbaugh found a way to to get into the national spotlight in a way that we we wanted him to. You know he's always been a part of the national spotlight. Seems like more bad than good in the last several years. Uh, but here he is with his team. Uh, preparing for you know a shot at the national championship game uh, and again you know you you always are going to face the best teams in the playoff that's just you know comes with the, the territory that you're entering in uh, hopefully you know there'll be a lot of Michigan fans there I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty good environment 
Uh, obviously, Georgia doesn't have to travel very far to get there. I think it might be no. kind of a pro-Georgia crowd, likely. Uh, but they're trying to maze out Miami. You know, there's from social. <laughs> I saw to, that. <laughs> to, you know, players to, to Jim Harbaugh being a lot, you know, better just in press conferences. Uh, there's, there's a different energy this season, and, and they're trying everything they can to, to get any advantage they can. Uh, so I think, you know, at the end of the day, win or lose, I think it's going to be a good football game because uh, I think both teams are more evenly matched than, than people uh, realize, you know, especially if you look on paper. So, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for a good game, you know, a good way to, to end. You know, it's not good to end the year with a loss. Uh, shall your prediction be correct? But well, you know, sure. can end, yeah. end the year reflecting. Uh, and, you know, look forward to, to one, Michigan basketball, because we're still in the thick of Michigan basketball season. But uh, like you said, what, what the future of Jim Harbaugh is, because I think he's probably around the state for a little bit now that uh, he's won a few football games. Well, Derek, that was a wrap for us in 2021, man. What You Oof. got a resolution for in the next year? Get healthier. You know, I, I'm rel- relatively, okay. relatively healthy. <laughs> that that know, makes me think always... you didn't have one. You just came up with it. I did. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, I'll uh, give me, you know, like I said, you got to reflect a little bit. Sometimes it takes the first few days of the year to really know what you need. And maybe we'll, uh, as we talk about, sure. our, you know, a Michigan win, maybe we'll uh, talk about our new year's resolutions as well. Mine's to drink more whiskey partner. Hey, but I need to, Cheers. to drink whiskey earlier. It sounds like <laughs> uh, you are uh, in a better position than I am at, at two, two o'clock. In this drink earlier and more often. There you go. That's exactly how it should be. Yep. 2022, I'm coming for you. All right. <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, whether it's a win or a loss, we'll be back next week either talking about a national championship or wrapping up a, a very successful either way season. And then, you know, I promise, uh, swear to God, we'll get on to, to basketball at some point again. But, you know, until Michigan football is officially out of things, I mean, I guess we'll just keep talking about it and I course that's a good thing so we'll catch you next week in 2022 take care out there have a nice new year's eve and new year's day and we'll see you later go blue go blue